Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook now at sign up. When you use code DNVR, you're going to get some amazing offers like how a simple $5 bet on the NBA postseason can win you $150 instantly. And that's with code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. We are your hosts, Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. And on today's DNVR Rockies podcast, we've got a Rockies loss to discuss about. But we also have some interesting statistics and factoids about Kyle Freeland's career. We're going to break it all down. It's Monday, so it should be Minor League Monday. So I think it will be good in the end, despite it being what you called, Susie. Got to give you credit. The Philly fiasco. The Philly fiasco. Yeah, it absolutely was. I feel like that's just the best word. But as always, do not take a shot every time you see someone using a PH instead of an F when we're talking about the Phillies because you may not survive. That's a lot of shots. For real, P-H-O-R. Well, <laughs> we've got a DraftKings uh, sportsbook king of the game. We might as well get to him right away because we're going to be talking about him a bunch. And despite... It being an 8-2 loss, he gets the loss hung on him. He's now 0-3. Let's actually look at his performance. Our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game is Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland deserved better today. First of all, he threw 101 pitches. We haven't seen a Rocky throw that many pitches yet this season. That's right. Um, That's so many. For, for what we've been seeing lately with all of the condensed spring training. But five innings pitched, six hits, four runs, but only one was earned. One walk, seven strikeouts, gave up a home run. Yeah, He's, he deserved to be the king of the game because mm-hmm. that kind of performance typically would keep your club in the game. There were numerous times where it, it seemed like the, well, We'll get to the defense. The defense did not help him out. No. Didn't help the team out all game long, really. And he really had to button up and uh, bear down. And he, a lot of those seven strikeouts, there's even the one inning, he, he struck out all three guys after the defense just didn't, didn't pull through. Three errors tonight. And you know what? That doesn't even include that ball that fell in between Grichik and Charlie Blackman because none of them touched it. So what, no one made a mistake, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But that's a ball that needs to get caught. We need to talk about this, though, because some people were saying, and I heard this on the broadcast, too, that there's a chance that maybe some Phillies fans out there were saying, I got it, I got it, to throw them off. And, I mean, if you're watching the video, kind of makes sense the way Charlie Blackman comes off of it. Why else would he do that? I don't know. These are things that I'm thinking about now, too. Yeah, I heard that being speculated a little bit. It uh, wasn't really like a big crowd, so a voice like that very much could carry. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you know it, Randall. If you're studying tape of Randall Grichuk's voice and you're mimicking him and you do a great Grichuk impersonation, sit out and right, right center field, and you can cause a, a little disturbance there. And maybe that was the case. I, would, I wouldn't put it past some Phillies fans to have uh, that kind of mindset, to study tape of Randall Grichuk get his voice down like, all right, he's from Texas, but doesn't have a Southern drawl. All right. He was up in Toronto. So maybe there's a couple words. How would he pronounce poutine? Okay. I wouldn't put it past the Philly fan to nail that, that voiceover to nail that, that impersonation. Right. 
Yeah. And I mean, also regardless too, I mean, I'm from Philly, so I know how loud Philly people are. They could project their voices. Like it's extremely possible that that is what happened out there. And I kind of don't know how else to reconcile that. Yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, that that's the reason why now when you go to convenience stores, you, you actually have to like punch in your order because at Wawa's all over the Philly area, you just walk in the door, you can shout your order and Hey, you just, you just skipped like eight people because you're so damn loud. That's there's a Phillies people, you know, we, we know this, we, we've got our, we know it, we know it. And I'm allowed to say it because I was raised as one of them. That's it, my, that's my heritage. <laughs> yeah. But Freeland, you know, he kept the ball on the ground. I mean, he should have had one fly out, right? That ball, that, that, that dropped in there in, in, in right center had five ground outs. His ERA for the season does come down by a run. So, you know, that was, that was a, a good start and, and we'll break down the fact that he did not induce a double play. How rare is that for Kyle Freeland to not have recorded a, a GIDP grind into double play. We'll it's break that pretty down rare. Bit. It's pretty rare. Um, but the defense, yeah, really bad. Iglesias had an error that could have ended an inning with a double play. Ryan McMahon, two errors. I'm ashamed to say I couldn't figure it out on Stathead how to find out if he had ever had a two-error game. That may be his first. But I'm, I'm also – I'm shocked by that. I'm shocked that you couldn't find something on Stathead. That is just – that's a first for me, too. This is an unusual night. Yeah, defense is is kind of hard to come by on a game by game basis there, uh, for breaking that down. But that was that was strange. And again, there was another play where I think McMahon was trying to do too much. Uh, maybe could have even turned a double play at one point. And so he's got the two errors, and that other ball drops in. And you know when you're making those mistakes, hey guys are guys are running the bases, taking advantage of it. I think we also saw two wild pitches, one from Freeland, one from Ashton Godot. So you know that that's going to let you down despite pitching that was, you know, really good. You know, Freeland, I thought was really good. You know, Godot was, you know, not as good. Gilbreth kind of got on track a little bit. I'm, I'm getting ahead. Get, give us the breakdown of, of what the bullpen did. They, they gave up a couple runs, but again, by that point, it seemed like the wind had kind of come out of the Rockies sails a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this was what we were afraid of with the bullpen. So Godot pitched one and a third inning, three hits, four runs, um one walk one strikeout uh Gilbreth two-thirds of an inning no hits no runs one walk and then the block party Tyler Block uh one inning one inning pitched a one two three inning in the eighth and I thought this was really cool it was the first time that we've seen all three of our Colorado guys on the mound this season that's right. Yeah. I, th I think there was, oh yeah, it was Freeland's last start on 420. He had just signed the extension. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Gilbreth who came in first. I can't remember the order. No, I think it, I think it was Gilbreth. And I was like, oh man, we should, maybe you could have all of those guys going for the, for the whole game. I think it was block actually, but anyway, that would have been fantastic. Still, that was the first time that that's happened this year. I don't know. That might be the first time in the history of baseball you've had three pitchers from Colorado on the same team, maybe in the same game. You've had three before I'm thinking mm -hmm. that, I mean, like last year, last year, any Freeland Gilbreth game could just be accompanied by, you know, if they're playing the Padres and Pierce Johnson gets in that game, you know, we know there are a couple of Colorado guys around Tyler Rogers um, with, with San Francisco, mm -hmm. but three for one team. I that could actually be a first. That's pretty neat. 
That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's good for Colorado. It's good for baseball. Let's go. It is. It is good. Yeah, Godot, I mean, he's been fantastic up to this point, so you give him a pass. Gilbreth, you know, he looked okay, uh, did have that that one walk, and so it was nice to see him kind of escape without, you know, any mark on his record because he's really trying to find himself. He's, you know, Gilbreth and Rogers, and we'll see what happens with some of the other guys, but you might you might have to use the the two S words and say sophomore slump. It's still early, right? We're, we're two and a half weeks into the season. So it's mm-hmm. it's incredibly early. But those are guys where after a, a real big breakout season, you know, Rogers wasn't a rookie, but it was his first full season. Teams went to the lab. They went, they got their analytics department to look and just say, well, here's how you got to pitch this guy. And teams have made an adjustment to Gilbreth and Rogers. Those players maybe haven't made the adjustment back a little bit. So We'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. Still a long season for those guys to bounce back. Keeping an eye on them for sure. Keeping an eye on them. Offense, four hits. After three hits the other night where they got a win, they only Mm -hmm. get four tonight, and they they don't get the win. So quiet night overall, but a couple guys, you know, did some things. You know what? We had two leadoff home runs, and that was really exciting. First from our friend... Connor Joe extending his hitting streak to 12 games now best in the national league. That's right. Tied for best in baseball with former friend DJ LeMayhew. Oh, former friend. There you go. Uh, I guess he still is. I mean, you know, when we see him, when DNVR Rockies see him at a party or something, you know, we still shake hands. We all hug back and forth, Uh, but yeah, yeah. Old friend, old friend is the word you were searching for. That's it. Randall Gritchick, as you alluded to there, the top of the second did hit a home run. So that's back-to-back games for him. Nice to see him get off the off the schneid there. I mean, was was doing really well, had a batting average over 300. But we had been saying for the last week, you go, man, man, Bryant and Gritchick, no home runs for either of those guys. Now Gritchick all of a sudden has himself two, and Connor Joe has himself four. I don't know where that I don't know where that is on the uh, the MLB leaders list, but that's. It might be about top 10, I, I would think, maybe. I mean, yeah, he's he's just doing well. And he's a star, too. He was on MLB Network today. Um, so I just, I do love the national attention that the Rockies are getting right now. It's very refreshing. Yeah, Connor Joe's is, is really blowing up. I mean, we are a week and a half, two weeks away from something big. I don't, I, it's strange because, Media is all over the place. I mean, we are we are a big part of, of the Denver community and media and all that. We we know that. But it's like it's not ESPN anymore. It's not Sports Illustrated anymore. So I don't know where that one spot is. It's just kind of an amalgamation of all of these things. But we're like two weeks away from Connor Joe blowing up and being, you know, more of a household name, so to speak. Or where people in St. Louis or Seattle or Miami are going, hey, there's a guy from Colorado that has a really cool story. I'm kind of a fan of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his interview today because he got into his hair routine a little bit. Um, he did. He did, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that I caught it. But he's like, oh, you know, it's pretty low maintenance, just a little bit of pomade. I'm like, you go, Connor Joe, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, his, his four home runs tie him for fifth. That's, so he, he's he's right there, Ozzy Albies. Because when you think about a power hitter, you think about 
I don't know, two, uh, 160 pound second baseman on Ozzy Albies. CJ Chrome, we know, has six. He's still atop the NL. Jock Peterson's been on a tear for the Giants. He has six. And then a certain Toronto Blue Jays minor leaguer's cousin has five. I'm not putting a dollar in that jar. So I'm just going to keep referring to him as that. And then you got Connor Joe and a bunch of other guys with four. So Kojo's up there, man. He's up there. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, he really is just a, he's going to be a star very soon. Everyone better get ready. Yeah, we're like minutes away. Legit. Minutes, minutes away. Yeah. And and depending on where you're at in Denver, you might only be minutes away from the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. Even if it's 45 minutes away, that's still only minutes away. Even if you're up in Cheyenne, Wyoming, you're only 90 minutes away. On a technicality over here. Well, it might be that I'm good at math, right? You see how I did that? Um, but 90 minutes, that's that's all it is. Seriously, it's worth your time, especially if you're coming down for any of our awesome watch parties for Nuggets, Avs. We'll have them for Rockies. You know we have them for Broncos. That's that's always crazy. And when you're a member to the DNVR.com, now only 50 cents for that first month. You get a member-sized beer when you're down at the bar. You get discounts online on our store, dnvrlocker.com. If you want to go all in on an annual membership, any of the shirts we got in our store, including this Larry Walker Hall of Fame plaque t-shirt that I'm wearing, even our two new Rocky shirts, even the DNVR Rapids one. We've got soccer coverage now, which has been fantastic. Shout out to our guys Mitchell and Yahir. They're doing wonderful things. But you can get a free shirt at dnvrlocker.com with an annual membership to the dnvr.com. And you know what? We also got to say big shout out for all the support at DNVR Rockies that's been brought to us by Manscaped, who's we know the best in below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package right now is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. They've got numerous things such as their fourth generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Best part, my favorite part, the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight you need to have more precise shaves. It's this time of year to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping when you use code ROCKIES, all caps. That's it. It's that simple. Manscaped.com. When you use code ROCKIES, you get 25% off plus free shipping. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code ROCKIES. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. One tool that's going to allow you to watch Nuggets and Avalanche for the first time in what seems like this millennia is Evoca TV. Yes, Evoca.tv slash DNVR. There's zero hidden fees or contracts. We're just talking $25 per month plus a receiver. Your price gets locked in for two years. And what you get, simple. You get Nuggets and Avalanche. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. They also have AT&T Sportsnet. So you can watch the Rockies from the comfort of your own home. You get CSU Rams, Denver Pioneers, the Rapids, Mammoth, all up and down the Rocky Mountain region. Denver, Colorado Springs, Phoenix, even in Idaho, you can get Evoca TV. And now, one more thing, if that's not good enough for you, when you go to Evoca.tv slash DNVR and you use code DNVR, you're going to get $10 off your first three months. So now we're talking $15 per month to start. 
vaca.tv slash dnvr on top of that use code dnvr for even more savings to watch nuggets abs rockies you name it can't beat that right now All well right. the rock go ahead what's that i was gonna say take a breath you just said a lot of words i did <sighs> All right. Uh, other news and notes from the day uh, we got, you know, with the loss, run differential. Are you are you a big run differential person or you're just like, that's whatever. It's it's interesting to look at by the end of the season, but it's nothing to get too worked up over. That's yes. The latter. I'm like, OK, that's that's a thing. But I'm not like, oh, my gosh, how interesting. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, so, yeah, bring it up. Yeah, yeah, Rockies right now at, at minus five, which means they've given up more runs than they've scored. So you would typically say if you have a run differential of zero, you scored the same amount that you've given up. Well, guess what? You've probably won the exact same amount that you've lost. So you're 81 and 81 if you are at a run differential of zero. So the fact that the fact that the Rockies are at minus five, you go, well, they, maybe they should be under 500. Obviously, games like Saturday's 13 to nothing is going to skew some things. Today's eight to two game, not that bad, but early in the season, a six run differential is going to affect that line. We saw the Mariners last year, one, I think they were only one win away from the postseason, and they had a negative differential. So when they lost, they lost bad. And when they won, it was close. It doesn't really matter how you win those games, but mm-hmm. it's just an interesting stat line to look at. In fact, uh, I learned this from uh, our, our, our friend of the show from John Boy Media that we talked about this on Sunday. Cubs won on Saturday 21 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet, and the run differential, I think, for that series for the Cubs was somewhere in the positive because 21 runs is a lot to overcome. Bottom line, Pirates beat them three out of four. So yeah. who cares what the run differential is? It's kind of interesting. A win's a win, a loss is a loss, but it is interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah, it, it it'll it'll start to be a story if if the Rockies continue to win close games, people will say, all right, hey, you know, right now they're they're ten and six as we know with the loss today, but if they go on to to win this series or even break even and are something like twelve and seven with a negative run differential, people will they'll give some credit to the Rockies. They're starting to do that, right? We're we're seeing some national love for the Rockies now start to slowly build that could get wiped away with a run differential. So it's just one of those interesting things that uh, some of the pundits like to use against teams that they can't quite figure out. And we know the Rockies uh, can very much be a not figure out a bull type team. Yes. People have said that about us. That's an industry term too, of course. Thank you. Um, I do want to talk about speaking of things that we're keeping an eye on your psychic prediction yesterday about Ryan Feltner. Because yeah. I hear he, he was spotted he in Philly. He was. Thomas Harding says, yeah, you know what? Wednesday, Ryan Feltner is going to go out there and start the game for the Phillies. I think the reason why on Sunday's show, I was like, he's from Philly is because his debut came against the Phillies, I believe. I think it came against the Phillies. And then he also pitched in Philadelphia, like in his second start, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I made one of those connections. But yeah, he will actually get the start on Wednesday. We don't know who's going on Thursday. We have again, no it idea. Tell, it could be Gomber. We'll see what happens if they flip-flop those two guys in the mm-hmm. order. Maybe there's a matchup that they like better. But also, too, they look down the line. And so you switch it now and say, hey, you know what? Let's move Gomber up in front of Senzatella. That will maybe give us an advantage on Thursday. Well, do you give something up now on Friday when Cincinnati comes to town? Or in the next start, uh, when they go to Arizona, something like that. So 
that that's one of those decisions and stuff that that need to be figured out. One decision that was disappointing to to hear, but it's very much kind of outside our spectrum. John Gray back on the injured list. Yeah, he's he's having a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I forget what the first one was. Oh, it was blister. He had a blister. Yeah, he had a blister, um, and now it's a bad knee. Got a bum knee. Yeah, he's uh, he's not that doing so well right now, unfortunately for him. Uh, you want to talk about the minor leagues, or do you want to go too too deep into Kyle Freeland's career? You know what? I am ready for this deep dive <laughs> that you have curated for us into the life and times of Kyle Freeland. A little bit, a little bit. If, if, if I had more time, I mean, I, I do have more time. There, there is no excuse, but I'm like, oh, do I go back to his University of Evansville days? No, we're just going to look at the big league level here for Mr. Kyle Freeland. I thought, you know, you, you got the ball rolling because you said, hey, it's Kyle versus Kyle. Yes. And I said, oh, huh. That's, that seems like uh, I need to make a spreadsheet because when, 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 <laughs> When you look on baseball reference, when you look on baseball reference, it sorts players, you know, by, by their name, like who, who Kyle Freeland has faced, but it sorts them, shows first name, then last name, but it sorts them by the last name. So naturally I need to make a spreadsheet. I need to separate the cells so I can reshuffle it and sort it by the first name. That's where I learned that Kyle Schwarber did not have a hit of the, of the four Kyles to ever face Kyle Freeland. He was the only one. I don't have that anywhere now. I, I forget where I put it. I think it was Kyle Seeger has a hit. We also had uh, another Kyle. No, but Kyle Schwerber was the only Kyle that hadn't gotten a hit of the four Kyles that Kyle Freeland had ever faced. And I thought, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, Kyle Seeger, two for nine. Kyle Tucker, one for three. And Kyle Farmer, one for seven. Kyle Schwerber going in this day, 0 for three. He did get a hit, but I don't think it was against... Kyle Freeland. So no, I don't think so. This whole game was such a blur. I just, I gotta say though, um, the best part of my day is getting the email that says Patrick Lyons has shared a spreadsheet with you. Naturally. That's it. I even sent you one today that had nothing to do with anything. We were going, it's like, Hey, here's something I made. I'm just like showing off. uh, Just showing off. Just flexing, just flexing on themselves. You know, Um, I am flexing. All right. So, uh, let's start off simple. This won't be have to necessarily be trivia. We can be good back and forth, but yeah, we'll 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 talk it out for the people at home. Maybe all right. What player has the most played appearances against Kyle Freeland? Naturally, you're going to think an NL West player, right? And, and who's been would, around that long? And you would be correct. It's Justin Turner, forty-seven times. And that makes sense. I think that makes sense. And it did make me think, like, okay. Justin Turner, I think he's in the final year. He signed like a two-year extension after they won the World Series in 2020. Still could stick around for another year or two, like a series of one-year deals. We'll kind of you know see what happens. But Freeland's going to be in Colorado for another five-plus years, probably six with that player option, uh, mm-hmm. unless something happens and he you know is is just fantastic and and opts out you know for a bigger deal or opts out and gets more money from the Rockies. We've seen players do that. So it made me think, okay, from the next tier of guys. Who would you more likely pick to end up with the most when it's all said and done and Kyle Freeland is retired? Who will he have faced the most? Would you stick with Justin Turner, his 47 plate appearances and whatever else he gets? Or would you go with somebody younger than that? Um, well, you know, we've got a couple of other people that we can look at. Um, Cattell Marte, 35 at bats against him. Chris that Taylor. That might be the guy. What was that? 
Cattell Marte might be the guy. Might be might- the guy. 35. Okay. And then Chris Taylor's next on that list. 31. Okay. Manny Machado, very close, 30. So these are the other options around the NL West. Um, yeah, so these are, this is who we're looking at. Well, it's funny because Machado has gotten a lot of talk lately with the 3,000 hit. You know, like who's the next guy to do it? Machado oh, stays yeah. healthy. Like he he goes on street, like he doesn't miss games. And so you got to, th- all three of those guys have like long-term deals. So, I mean, very well somewhere in there, one, two, and three. I like for all three of those guys, even with Machado, 17 plate appearances behind Justin Turner. I think he'll probably end up passing it, even though we're going to have a more balanced schedule. So the Rockies aren't going to be playing the other NLS teams 18, 19 times a year like normal. I think it's going to be closer to 12, something like that. So that could tamp those numbers down. So we'll we'll kind of have to wait and see. All right, most home runs off of Kyle Freeland. I was very much surprised by this one. Never would have guessed this. Never would have guessed it. So, okay, most home runs out of only 12 at-bats, Jesus Aguilar, three. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagle, man. <laughs> only, yeah, three. So that's actually pretty good. You're like, oh, three home runs uh, is, is the most he's given up to one guy. But, yeah, in those 12 at-bats. Here's a fun fact that I learned. Mm-hmm. Uh there are only three players right now in Major League Baseball named Jesus, and all three of them play with the Marlins. Jesus Aguiar, uh, Jesus Sanchez, and Jesus Lazardo. Oh, my. That is so, – what a fun fact that is. Thank you, Encyclopedia Patrick. And, and I think there's only three other – I just hold up, held up the number four. Three other <laughs> – three. that's why you got to be watching live on YouTube. Uh, three you other instances. You never know what's going to happen. Three other instances of – Teams having three players with the same first name and no one else had it. I think in the early 1900s, the Reds had all of the dicks. Like there were three players named Dick. I... They had all <laughs> three. Ah, please don't cut up this audio, Kale. Moving on, moving on. All right. Already cutting it up in my head. We, we're ah. also just dragging the Reds this week. So. Oh, we are. And they come to they come to Colorado, too, this weekend. So it is, We've it's got so much happen. Reds material, and that is just chef's it's kiss right there. Not going to stop, no. Christian Villanueva, he has two home runs in two plate appearances. That was a game in San Diego, I believe, that he hit three home runs in. And not a homer, but a triple. Nick Senzel of the Reds. He doesn't have two homers. He has two triples, which is tied for the most of, of any player. So weird. Two triples and three plate appearances. That's just an odd anomaly. That's, That's so odd. Players. Yeah. All right. What about players that Kyle Freeland has owned? Because here we're talking so much about guys who've done the thing against Freeland. But what about the other way? Who is Freeland owned? Freeland owns Brandon Crawford. Yeah. Twenty-three. both singles. One walk, six strikeouts, one hit by pitch. Insane. Yeah. That's pretty good. Again, for an NL West guy. Yeah. That's that's really good. So, all right. I like seeing that. Uh, he does have, he has struck out in six at bats, Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb, who, uh, went, my, my classmate, Sean Newcomb, went to U Hart. Really? Yeah. Who? Sean Newcomb, uh, my classmate. Yeah. Who, Owned by Kyle Freeland. 
he was, uh, I think he was in the Angleton Simmons trade. He was an Angels prospect and went over to Atlanta when the, when Atlanta was kind of, they were tanking before they got their brand new stadium. They got mm-hmm. a bunch of prospects. Sean Newcomb was one of those guys. Had a good couple seasons. I think he's kind of been bouncing around down in the minors a little bit. Hopefully he, he figures it out. But he's a southpaw. He's a lefty. So mm-hmm. Coughlin should, should dominate him a little bit, you know? And he does. Six at-bats, six strikeouts. Dexter Fowler has struck out three of his six at-bats against Kyle Freeland, which I bet you Freeland knows that. We may have to ask him about some of those. He might not remember that he's struck out Franchi Cordero three times. Now, did, A, have you heard of Franchi Cordero? And B, if you hadn't, if I would have told you that was a character from Greece, would you have believed me? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I just like love names. I love baseball names that sound made up. Yeah. Bo Brisky was my favorite one over the weekend. Corey Spangenberg, that mm-hmm. sounds like a made-up name. He has struck out four of eight times against Kyle Freeland. So is Wilson Contreras, who's not a made-up name. Game. Not a made-up name. Still not an active true. player here. We're talking about guys who are either at the tail end of their career, like Fowler, or uh, they're they're just not in the league anymore. Now, double plays. You, I thought you were going to tweet something out about this because this is a good stat. We've heard, we've, I think we hear this a lot now in his starts. Like, hey, since 2018, Kyle Freeland, most double plays of any big leaguer. Now, second is Kyle Gibson, but first, that's Kyle hilarious Gibson. too. Just Kyle versus Kyle. Yeah, um, that's funny, but, but there's love, something funnier. I think maybe <laughs> there's one thing funnier, and that's the fact that Kyle Freeland has. 69 double plays. It's nice. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Let's get the anarchy wind chimes going. Chadwick Trump. Is that a real name or is that a baseball player? I mean, it doesn't sound like a real name, but in the context of this show, um, I know he's a baseball player, but it sounds fake. Sounds it fake, does. but continue. Three play appearances, two double plays. That's again not a strikeout, but that's owned. You you get him to do what you wanted to do. Mac Williamson, two double mm-hmm. plays, five plate appearances, former San Francisco Giants. But a guy, two guys who have never hit into a double play against Kyle Freeland. This a little mini. It's like a mini side story. It's like you go to the ballpark, and again, if you're making your own little DraftKings sportsbook bets about over under, you're gonna look at these two guys when the Rockies play them and say, hey. I bet you so-and-so does not hit into a double play. And that's because you're going to have this little bit of information. All right. So Chris Taylor and Will Myers have never hit into a double play against Kyle Freeland. Both with 30 or more plate appearances against Freeland. That's pretty impressive, actually. It's very impressive. Because <laughs> Freeland's the double play man. <laughs> He's got hey, the that... look it up. <laughs> look it up. What How number nice exactly? It's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. All right. But if you're having some difficulties with your memory, chances are you probably need a little bit more sleep. Guess what? Lightshade Colorado's premier dispensary has a solution. And it's Wana Optimal's fast asleep gummies. I know they work because that's how I put my parents to sleep every night. One gummy and in 5 to 15 minutes, the 10 milligrams of CBD with the hint of THC gets their eyelids feeling heavy and... Boom. Next morning, they wake up feeling incredibly 
refreshed. You can order your Wana Optimal's Fast Asleep Gummies at lightshade.com and get 25% off with code DNVR. Use code DNVR at any of Lightshade's 11 Denver metro area locations. And if you order a t- any tinctures, tell them Kale sent you. Also, got to let you know Happy about Green Mountain. Happy birthday, Kale. That's it. <laughs> any birthday tinctures for Kale? He doesn't want to talk today. I won't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're the tincture guy. We know that. I am the tincture guy. I will say I did. I visited Lightshade this weekend for my birthday. Shout out Lightshade. Let's go. I didn't that's get it. tinctures, but that's okay. Now you, so you're the tincture guy. We learned that, uh, that, uh, yeah, here he enjoys of all of Lightshade's things, right? He doesn't enjoy flowers. He enjoys and more. He's an and more guy. And more Vasquez. I might be an and more guy as well. No, you're tincture guy. It's too late. Tinctures and more. (laughs) Damn it. That's hard to argue with. Okay. You can maybe be both. Tam? You want to be Tam? You want to be Tammy? Sure. Tinctures and more? All right. I'll get out of this read. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. Never be sorry on your birthday, Kale. Get out of here. You've enhanced it. You've enhanced the experience, just like Green Mountain Dental Group enhances all of the smiles that we see around Denver. Look, it helps that, you know, the Nuggets staved off that that sweep from the Warriors. Helps that the Rockies are playing well. People cannot wait for the Broncos to get going. Avs are doing the damn thing. So we're already smiling, but guess what? Now you've got those pearly white smiles thanks to Green Mountain Dental Group. The best part right now is that when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Full disclosure, I also use a Sonicare toothbrush. I do. I paid for mine. I've used mine for a while. I've actually had it for like seven years. Is that too long to have a... I changed the, I changed the head on. I changed the bristle. Yeah, the, yeah. I think as long as you're taking fine. the bristle regularly, you're good. Yeah. But I'm not a dentist. Do, do people think that you are? Some people think that I am. Oh, okay. Then that yeah. disclaimer was needed. Thank you for putting that out there. It's needed. Right. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. Our buddy Kyle Freeland, we like him, but there's a couple people that he doesn't like. Uh, he's, he's plunked Justin Turner twice. And then everyone else, he's he's only plunked one. So he doesn't have any like major history with anyone. And we know Justin Turner, as you pointed out there, Susie, has mm-hmm. the most played appearances against him. But Colin Moran, who is now with the Cincinnati Reds, he's, he's faced Kyle Freeland once, got pegged by, mm, nope, got plunked by Kyle Freeland. And, and so I don't know if those two guys get along very well. Uh, one plate appearance, one black and blue. Um, what are the odds, you know? What are the odds? We, we did tease the double play stats. We did tease that. So going or including tonight, Freeland has made or has played in 128 games. We're going to throw out the five games in relief that he pitched. And I think they were all entirely in September back in 2017 in his rookie season. Wanted to keep his innings down just a little bit. Uh, they, they knew he, they were going to try to keep him and use him in the postseason in some kind of role. Unfortunately, that wild card game went to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly. But of those 123 games, 70 included a double play. I, you don't have to be good at math to know that's more than half. That's more than half. I mean, I'm not great at math, and it took me a second, but. 
You know what more than half is. Yeah. That I know should what be, more than half is. I know enough to know that. That that should be a regular bet feature on DraftKings Sportsbook, I think, which is, does he turn a double play? Because it's close to, right? And so you could set the line at, like, maybe minus 170, where you got to pay a little bit to get a little bit. Um, and then if you say no, that's kind of the underdog. And so you might win, you know, plus 115, plus 120, something like that. I think that would be a fun bet. But there's a good strong odds that he does turn a double play in there. Um, Susie, all right, trivia question for you now. I'm putting you on the spot. How many players with the, well, their last name isn't Junior, but they have Junior in their name. Right. This is this is the era of the juniors right now. Some more famous than others. How many juniors can you name that Kyle Freeland has struck out in, or no, that he has faced in his career? Not struck out. He's just faced. Yes, yeah, that he's faced. Um, I love this because, of course, Kyle Freeland is our favorite son of Colorado. Um, okay, so juniors that he's faced. Tatis Jr. Got to start with him, right? NL West. Acuna Jr. Yeah. Shedlong Jr. That's a good one. Steven Souza Jr. Recently added the junior onto his name like that. (laughs) Is there one more? I don't know. Eric Young Jr. Oh, Rocky, Met. I don't, they don't think they, no, they definitely did not play together at all. In fact, it must have been in his rookie season uh, in 2017 because I don't think. Eric Young Jr. has has played that much, but he's faced five, and there's a lot of juniors he hasn't faced. Vlad Guerrero Jr., who my favorite junior, the Rockies played them in 2019. Is he your top in your junior rankings? Is he top? Oh, for sure, not even close. Yeah, love 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 Vlad Jr. Love love seeing him play against the Yard Goats back when he was a minor leaguer. The New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were ranking your favorite juniors, you would put Vlad ahead of the film. Junior, maybe with was that Sylvester Stallone where he has the baby? <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Yes, Chisholm Junior. Which again, he's another one of those guys who kind of just added the the Junior to it. Uh, hasn't faced him yet. He might this year. He'll have six opportunities. Jackie Bradley Junior. He was with JBJ a year uh, last year. Lance McCullers Junior. That one's also a recent addition. I don't remember him always having Junior on his name, right? Yeah, I don't remember that either, but... Same thing for Lourdes Gurriel. I don't remember Lourdes Gurriel being a Junior. And then one that he'll never face, because I don't know if he's still playing. Uh, Used to be BJ, Boss Man Junior, Melvin Upton Jr. His dad's nickname was Boss Man. That's how he became BJ, Boss Man Junior. That's adorable. That's that's so great. I think that's pretty cool. And Kit, how many Luis Pasabes has? Uh, don't answer that one. It's silly. So you may or may not know there are twin brothers. I think they're from Venezuela. Luis Alexander Basabe and Luis Alejandro Basabe. I think that they were. That is so confusing. <laughs> yes. And get this. And I don't, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like I, like I know this is to be true. This is, I think is a rumor. You have to back it up, but I'm going to throw it out there for people who are curious. I love a rumor. When the White Sox acquired, no, when the White Sox traded away Chris Sale, the Red Sox had both Luis Alejandro and Luis Alexander Basabe. 
and the rumor was that the White Sox <laughs> asked for the wrong one. Like they wanted, there was one that was clearly better than the other, and they asked for the wrong one because, like Alexander and Alejandro, they're almost like the same name, right? One's it's, like it's so close to the same name, it's insane. Yeah. So one has been in the majors, one has not. So he actually has faced Luis Alexander Basabe, but not Luis Alejandro Basabe. As we said, more about Kafriland's career than you may ever have ever wanted to know. That is so freaking niche. <laughs> and if it's not for this podcast, then I don't know what I'm doing. Encyclopedia Patrick strikes again. I don't know what I'm doing if, if, if it doesn't fit in here somewhere. Uh, minor amazing. Monday. Good work. Thank you. It's Monday, and we love the minor league. So I got my minor league mug. You got an isotopes mug there. Does it have the official Rio Grande Valley Bank logo, or is it old school and it's got the lab on it? Um, it's just like Probably. more of an artistic rendering. I think it's the it's the like the lab because they've only recently switched over to the the sponsored name, which we should know technically, but. I don't know if Bob Odenkirk and whoever else owns the team is going to call us and say, Hey, come on. It's Rio Grande Valley national bank. No, I think we'll have to check with Josh shoot Josh Sushan uh, in a couple of days. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoilers. You may have to tune in for that one. That's it. Well, let's, let's start with those guys because Albuquerque last year, we know they, they struggled and they were scraping by a little bit. But we have some of the good Hartford Yard Goats guys came up there. Rockies also had a, a lot of good major league signings. And so, you know, they're they're playing better this year. And a couple guys have been doing the damn thing down there in Nuevo Mexico. Yes. Um, so Scott Shepler has mm. a hitting streak of seven games. Like that? Listen, like the that. Rockies aren't the only ones streaking. We got isotope streaking, too. And... Dylan Overton has completed six innings in back-to-back starts. Hey, there you go. You never know Let's if you're going to need that depth, right? He was, exactly. I think he pitched in South Korea last year. So he was uh, definitely an interesting signing, but he's he, he's looked solid. Again, you never know if you're going to need a guy on a spot start. We, we called about Ryan Feltner. If other mm-hmm. guys happen to go down or other weird things, because we're going to have more double headers. I was thinking about this today about mm-hmm. not like necessarily strength of schedule, but just the fact that, um, and I, I talked about this with Noah Yingling on, on the Rocks Pile Rockies report last week. I think tonight on Monday night, the Giants had to like go to D.C. for a one-off game, just just one game that they mm-hmm. had to squeeze in. So the Rockies, they only, you know, they, they had the three-game series tacked on to the end of the season and uh, have like two doubleheaders in San Diego. So it's not too bad. But when we get to those doubleheaders, they might have to add somebody to the 40 man. So Dylan Overton. All right. We got our eye on you. Yeah. We're keeping an eye on him. Yeah. That's exactly why we're in the situation we're in in Philly. Like it's just going to be happening, but right. on a planned level. <laughs> yeah. Logan Cozart, a guy that I've really liked, um, has been, uh, you know, struggling just a little bit. He's given up a run in four of the last six games he's pitched, but, uh, it's Monday night. So unfortunately don't get upset at us for this news here. There's no baseball. And if you're listening to this Tuesday morning on the DNVR Rockies podcast, if you listen to it and consume it that way, you're not going to have any highlights or any box scores to consume because all across minor league baseball, they started it last year off day. That's it on Mondays. Mondays are a rest, a day of rest. It is for our minor leaguers. Giants, triple A affiliate Sacramento does go to ABQ starting on Tuesday for a six game series. So if you're down there, 
check that out. What's going on with your yard goats? I mean, they're my oh yard my goats gosh. too, but I feel like they're more yours than mine. So they're your yard goats. They absolutely are my yard goats as opposed to your yard goats or anyone else's yard goats. I feel like I just have such an ownership over that team. But I am on the Ezekiel Tovar hype train and he is crushing it in Hartford right now. Um, I tweeted this um, over the weekend, but he had a big walk off home run and mm. it was it was so exciting. But yeah, he is hitting 283. He's got three home runs, 10 RBI or RSBI if you're crazy. Um, but I'm just, I love what I'm seeing out of Tovar. Yeah, he's he's become like everyone's favorite prospect. It seems like mm-hmm. they're they're noticing uh, noticing him a lot. I think he's even on MLB Pipeline. They like moved him up like already in the first week, which they usually wait until like mid season. And I think they've already corrected. They're like, oh god, no, this guy is. We like, we got to move him up now. Like people are starting to take notice. I think it still might be too soon to say, hey, let's already send him up to Albuquerque, and maybe we see him by the end of the year. We'll have to wait and see. It's not impossible. But we just got to wait and see. It's good to see his development is coming along really nicely there with uh, Mr. Chris Denorfia uh, as the Yard Goats manager. That's right. That's right. Another young prospect down in Spokane doing some big things as well. Zach Veen is our Northwest League Player of the Week. (laughs) Yes. Very impressive week. Yeah. Yeah. He's, again, only 20 years old. You know, had a batting average nearly 500. Same thing for his on-base percentage was over 500, 789. Slugging, three doubles, a homer, three RBI, two walks. I think I mentioned it a week, week and a half ago. He was off to a slow start, but a lot of a lot of teams were. Like the Northwest League, it's it's cold up there. It's damp. Not a lot of runs are being scored. And so, it's hey, that, that's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. No, not for Zach Veen. It's not okay with him. He goes ahead breaks out in a big way. Uh, and so does his teammate, Drew Romo. Drew Romo had his first home run today. Today or yesterday? He did his first been, home run. He just did it. No, it couldn't have been today because today is Monday. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's good news for him. That raised his average up to 351 this season. Love, love that. And the pitching's been solid too. Will Etheridge and Joe Rock, lefty, who skipped low A, had strong starts over the weekend. In Spokane wins. And finally, down there in low A, Fresno. Those are all the guys that were in the complex league. A lot of guys who just got drafted or maybe just came over from the Dominican Summer League. Uh, They've had a lot of close games in their 15 contests so far this season. More than half Mm -hmm. have been by one or two runs. And they have got their own big super prospect that hasn't gotten much publicity just yet. Again, when you're playing in the Dominican uh, Summer League, you you can only get so hyped up for that for guys like that, but the Rockies paid a lot for this player. Uh, give him a big international signing bonus over a million dollars a couple years ago as a 16 year old. Now he's stateside. He's playing really well. Another real good player and Adiel Amador. That is a name that I'm just not ready to, I need to practice pronouncing his name. Cause I don't want to butcher it. He's just 19 years old, but he's the Rockies number 10 prospect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I had a seven-game hit streak, I think, going into the weekend mm-hmm. and uh, was batting 400 uh, over the course of a, of a six-game stretch, double, two home runs. So uh, he's towards the, the leaders in the California League in batting average and an OPS. So 
a lot of a lot of middle infield or a lot of a lot of middle of the field guys, right? Drew Romo catcher, mm-hmm. shortstops at Adael Amador and Ezekiel Tovar. No, I'm not trying to show off my pronunciation of Adael Amador by saying his name, Adael Amador. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful name. It's a great name, right? Oh, A-D-A-L. I love it. Adael Amador. Yeah. It's it's I, I would think I submit it's a little easier to say than Eliuris Montero. Well, I think a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note. Yeah, that, on that, that note. That covers it. Hey, Rockies will be back tomorrow. Herman Marquez is on the mound, and we've mentioned it a couple times. He seemed very amped to mm-hmm. pitch away from Coors Field. Not that he's like, he wasn't crapping on Coors Field. No, just amped to be like, I'm going out on the road, and everything's going to be a little crisper. So can he snap this? It's not a losing streak yet. And we know five hours is the longest losing streak. So if they happen to lose on Tuesday night, we will have tied for the longest losing streak via games and topped in hours. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Let's see if his money is where his mouth is. He talked a lot of game. I want to see that performance out there in Philly. Yeah. And if you're, if you're tired of hearing us talk, you could just read our tweets on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. That's it. This has been great. It's been fun. But you know what they say about momentum? It's only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So we'll talk to you then. <laughs>